we're back to y'all a little later than usual, but hey, we're always on time when we show up. Champagne Soccer, the greatest podcast in the world dedicated to the beautiful game. And I'm here with the main men themselves, Ephraim, Anthony, Marcus. What's going on, gentlemen? What's happening, man? What's happening, fellas? Not much. Another beautiful week. You know, watching the beautiful game, being alive. Yeah, man. Back another week. It was a rocky road a little bit, but hey, we back. E-Money Bags, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, just watching my team get better and better, it seems. Not better and better, but just finding little increments of improvement, uh, I think, every week. Um, we're struggling sometimes with some games, but we're pulling them out, though. Like, today's game was really tough, but uh, we still won. You yeah, know, I, I heard, lost. I heard uh, <laughs> the sheriff missed the sitter. They calling him Cristiano Timo Ronaldo. Hey, but he had a really good assist, though, for our only goal of the game. Ooh, he's uh, passing young, now? Whoa. He's passing, man. Watch got, out. got, hey, look, got a young, got young, uh, not, uh, I'm about to say Alejandro Martinez. That's the, the center back. Uh, Garnacho. Alejandro Garnacho. Got him his first goal as a uh, senior debut, a uh, senior goal of his uh, career. So, That's yeah, that was fun. And I see he calls Cristiano Ronaldo his idol. So, watch out for yeah, that. Absolutely. But yeah, after yeah. all this balling, I see you guys just finished second in the Europa League. So y'all got to go to a playoff. I didn't know they had a playoff <laughs> in the Europa League. What is that? What gulag is that? <laughs> so now, you know, we're not going to talk about, I guess, we, as Anthony said earlier to us before we came on, you know, not going to talk about certain teams in the Champions League. Some of those non-teams, the teams we're not going to talk about have dropped down to the uh, Europa League. So we're going to get one of those uh we go lucky teams that come down to the Europa League as our first draw. So that's going to be fun. So it could be, sorry, Anthony, Barcelona, Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. look, if anything, look, we could do you guys a favor. Just just knock them out their misery, hopefully. But nah, man. Like, so that's what that means. Uh, damn. Ajax, man. You know, for, for the little Ten Hag showdown. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, they look like they're not doing too well uh, right now, so. Yeah, they stink. The coach that replaced them isn't that good. Alfred, you're under surveillance. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, my man Kudus, Ghana's future is the star man for Ajax right now. So I've He would eat. He does eat, though. He would eat, I think, against United, though, just to, to chime in real quick. Oh, yeah, I think he would eat. And I, and I think it would be funny to see uh, Borgwan however you pronounce the homie name, go against some uh some Premier League players again. Yeah, that would be cool, but hey, man. Let's get into this real quick. Um, If you guys aren't aware, the World Cup starts in a couple weeks. And, you know, normally it happens in the summer. Players are able to get some rest before, but now they're going to the World Cup fresh off their club season. And we have a lot of injuries. A lot of notable players won't be at the World Cup. Uh, shout out to Anthony. He gave us a link that we could use. Uh, the Spanish newspaper AS, they have an article where they have a list of notable players. And I'm just going to read a couple here or there. These guys, some of them are officially out. Some of them, they're nursing injuries. So we'll see. But Let's just go through a couple. Uh, Argentina, Dybala, left quadricep. Di Maria, thigh. Los Celsio, muscular issue. Juan Foyth, knee. Uh, Belgium, Lukaku, hamstring. Luckily, he is back now for Inter. Uh, Marcus's boy, Arthur Mello. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's at the academy kicking it with the kids. Richard I've never seen the guy play. Yeah, <laughs> Richarlison, calf. Um, Calvin Phillips shoulder. I haven't seen him play much this year. That sucks. Uh, Reese James and Kyle Walker. They're both dealing with uh, leg issues. Smith Rowe. Add one to that list. And uh, uh Dan Chilly. Ben Chilwell oh, yeah. came out yeah, three yeah. months. It looked like. Yeah, he was probably going to be the starting left back. Um, of course, the base midfield for France. There, when they won the World Cup, N'Golo Kanté and Pogba. Will not be there. Uh, the young homie that was supposed to be one of the future defensive midfielders, 
Bubakar Kamara, he's hurt. Uh, Lucas Hernandez is hurt. Yes, yeah, a lot, man. Uh, let's see who else. Germany, they're dealing. With, oh yeah, we just heard. God bless Manuel Noor. Manuel Noor talked about how he had skin cancer and he had to do multiple surgeries to get the cancer off his body. It seems to be okay now, so that's great to hear. But he has been dealing with a shoulder issue. He's back now. Like Marcus said, Timo Warner's out for the World Cup. Thomas Muller's been out for hip with the hip issue. Leroy Sane. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, Anthony's boy, Diego Jota's not going to be there. Uh, how do you guys feel about this? Do you guys think it makes the World Cup less entertaining with all these notable names out, especially for France? Yeah, man. And you, you want the uh, the returning winners to have their, their full squad or the aptitude to have their full squad, you know what I mean? Depending on what the manager want to pick. So sucks Pogba's not going to be there or Conte. Um, you know, you, you said it, how I feel about Jota. He's a walking goal. Um, even when he's at Liverpool, he's a threat. So for Portugal, I feel like they'll miss him for sure. Um, Argentina, uh, the that's tough. This is yeah, you want to see that's what the, the stage is for. You want your, your star players, your big players to be available. So it sucks, man. Wish you could uh go back to the backup save and restart it. You feel me? Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, I mean France got a whole starting eleven. It seemed like this out is gonna be out for so, and with some big names, obviously. So it's not like these are just people that are fringe and could make the team. These are people that you expect to be on the team. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's, it stinks. I, I wish the timing of the world cup was on par with other world cups. I, I don't, I wish they wouldn't have changed it. I get why weather-wise, I guess, you know, it's going to be so hot in the summer there, but man, I mean, a mid season world cup in the midst of, of domestic, um, you know, domestic playing and, you know, injuries just happen all year long. You know, you, you could rest a player, you know, if, if a player got hurt in, let's say, January, you could rest them, you know, rest them for a while, and they may be ready for the World Cup by then. You have no time now. It's, it's, it's yeah, it stinks to see a lot of these big guys out. Um, We'll see who has the medal, though. I, I guess that'll show us who has the, the medal in the World Cup, for sure. I would say um, add, we got to add one for USA, Weston McKinney, thigh injury. But they saying it's three weeks, so we, we we don't know yet. But um, my take on that, I I would give kind of probably a perspective of a guy that's let's say like an average guy that doesn't watch uh the game. The World Cup would be that avenue to drive in that viewership. So with the big, so with these newer stars, these young stars, and with Paul Pogba, Conte, with them not being able to play officially out, that's gonna that may impact the viewership in one aspect. And then when you look at it with certain players like Jota, with Varane, with um, Wijnaldum, that may impact the, those teams because those players were key cocks for those. So those the play may be a little bit impacted on that aspect. So it's going to be probably a bit interesting because we probably may get like a couple of new first-time players in the World Cup. And we got to see what's going to happen. Are they going to show improve or are they just going to falter? And then those bigger teams end up um, not making it, not progressing. Because if Germany don't have Timo, they don't have Sané, they don't have Neuer, that's really impacting that team really, really heavy. So we have to see how that goes. For sure. And I think this helps, uh, you know, it always is going to benefit the teams with depth. France might have the most depth out of any nation, but now you're basically asking Kamavinga and Tushimeni to debut for the if debut in the World Cup for the reigning world champions. It might be tough, but hey, they might be able to handle it. So it'll be interesting to see how these coaches handle it. Um, in a couple weeks, we'll see teams putting out their final 26-man roster. So far, Japan has been the only nation to put out theirs joint. So We'll see. And also, Marcus, uh, my boy, the backup goalie, Matt Turner, he's hurt also. So I don't know. Is it major? Because I did hear about that. Is it major? Yeah. They said he's not going to play. The, he didn't play yeah. today, right? Nah, he didn't play. 
Uh, so yeah, it looks like he's gonna be touch and go. So y'all might have to go back to Zach Steffen for the World Cup. Oh mm. no, another guy oh, not boy. playing big minutes. <laughs> man, oh man. Yeah. Twenty twenty six. Here we come. Oh <laughs> uh, man, don't put it yet. You, you never no, know. No, I'm not possible. You know I like why my young team. You know I like them. Yeah, they got a lot of promise, so it'll be cool to see how they pan out. But um, let's talk about one gentleman that does have a World Cup medal and a Euro medal and a Premier League medal and a Champions League medal, La Liga. He's won almost everything. Gerard mm -hmm. PK, he's shockingly announced his retirement after the match they play on Sunday. Let me go to you first, Ephraim. You saw him as a young man playing for your team. Help you guys win the Premier League, Champions League. How will you remember Gerard PK? Oh man, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I actually remember him more from those like dominant the Barcelona teams. With, yeah. with that's where I really remember him. Yeah, obviously I know he played for Manchester United. I get that, but man, like, and you know how much I love that team, Dan. I mean, I, I talk about those that 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 team that won the. Uh, you know, the winning in La Liga. Not only that, I mean, look at look at the the fact that he was on a team in La Liga who was doing so well, and then his World Cup, his his national team, like, which pretty much everybody that he played with on on Barcelona on that team, so it was pretty easy for him to kind of you know acclimate to that playing style. They played pretty much the same way. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, Gerard Piquet, ultimate winner. You know. Uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, not that fast, but he was always in a good position, um, you know, six foot four. So he's got the stature, you know, he's got the size. So he's obviously, you know, he can obviously be a great body in there. But yeah, man, he was a great. He was a great defender. Um, you know, his 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 resume speaks for itself. I mean, so, uh, you know, if you don't if you haven't been watching modern football recently, yeah, you, Gerard PK probably went down as maybe not one of the best defenders ever but he's up there though cuz he cuz he was on some really good teams that won some some really important games and uh as you've noted before Dan he's he's got a heck of a resume so yeah he's up there definitely in my opinion maybe top 10 defenders i've seen i dig that and uh before uh, anybody else continues let me just give y'all a little bit of his individual accolades um, he won La Liga Best Defender in the 2010 season, made La Liga Team of the Season twice, made Champions League Team of the Season once, um, made the 2012 Euro Team of the Tournament, UEFA Team of the Year five times, FIFA World 11 four times, Footballer of the Year in Catalonia once, so hey, he has a gold medal for Sporting Merit A, man. He's done it all. So uh, let me go to Marcus because you helped give this guy a lot of stress. You know what you did to him, that legendary comeback. How are you remembering <laughs> Gerard PK? Hey, man, I, I've been actually... Uh... I actually low-key was a fan of homie. Uh, he always been an op, as you already know, United and Barca. Um, but much respect, man. I would I don't know if I'm gonna get him legendary status, but I I would say damn near because he played with a bunch of legends. Like that 08 uh Barca squad was my go-to on FIFA back in the day because it had Dan's boy on there and it had my boy Eto on there, you know, even though they got beef right now. But um yeah, I think that last that last uh, Liverpool game when we did stretch them, I thought it was kind of funny because uh, PK was actually the one that was trying to calm them down um, in a sense, and that was still showing his leadership abilities. And I thought that – I think that that's the big thing I take away from him. Him and Sergio Ramos, in that sense of their era, I would say, like, these guys were, like, real uh, captains, and you could say they held down the team. And look at it. Look at all the sacrifices he made uh, with the wages, with his wages. He did the Tom Brady move in, um, in, in football, in a sense. So I think this retirement 
may uh, open that door for him to get in management. Like we had talked previously about um, that. He pretty much, he wants to, I think he wants to become a president of Barca eventually. So I think that's more what this is in line with. I didn't know that he retired like out of nowhere. I thought he re he was going to retire at the end of the season though. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, that was too. the yeah that was my, I'm my bad e from uh that he was the that's exactly what I'm saying yeah it was the report at first that he will retire at the end of the season and it was like nah after Sunday he's out <laughs> no uh, more training yeah he's relaxed <laughs> and he's terminating his contract giving up all the money they owe him allegedly over thirty million dollars wow and Anthony you've been questioning the corruption of Barcelona. How do you feel about the legacy of Gerard Piquet? And if it is true that he retired early to help Barca's finances, how do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, first, man, uh, in my novice time of watching uh, football, watching PK at Barcelona, I'm going to piggyback off what Marcus was saying about his leadership and that he was very calm in the back line. And either when there was pressured or up, he always seemed smooth. So that's something I respect and uh, really, uh, I guess, studied whenever I would watch him play. So that was cool. Um, so I respect his career. And as far as uh, Barcelona, man, they're geeked. But he's so loyal, which is tight, that he's a, a company man, if you will, that he's willing to retire and then move up on through the ranks in the, I guess, front office if he really does want to be president or um, whatever position Marcus mentioned, which is cool. If he's doing it for the club, man, hey, man, that's that's on him. So I respect that. If they holding a the gun to his head for him to do that, that's geek, though. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't respect that. But. I mean, this season he played uh, in five matches in the league, three starts. You could tell that Xavi was phasing him out in the Champions League. Let's see. He played in four matches and started two. So, yeah, you could tell Xavi was starting to phase him out. They signed Christensen, Kounde. They brought in Marco Salonzo. A lot of those guys can play either on the flank or as a central defender. So he was getting phased out. He has been, you know... Get last year he was on molasses time. Oh my goodness, he was getting ripped all over. But one thing I'll say about PK, yeah, one thing I'll say about PK is that he is one of the best number two center backs I'll say in recent history. And I say number two because when I first saw him as a young guy, when they won the Champions League with United, we know Rio Ferdinand Vidic, they were the main guys at United. He goes to Barca. Carlos Puyo is the main guy. He Ooh. learned under him. He becomes the number one center back, building bonds with uh, most notably Javier Mascherano. Mm -hmm. They ball. And then you see as he gets older, he becomes more like a similar to his national team buddy, Sergio Ramos, because they were like the starting center back partnership for Spain when they won the World Cup and Euro in 2012, that they were set-piece merchants, man. Whenever, y'all yeah. know, Barca is one of the smallest teams. Whenever they needed a set-piece, it was like PK was there, the satellite. So that's <laughs> one thing I always remember about him, man. He scored a timely goal for a big guy. He was graceful on the ball. And, hey, man, he had Shakira. Salute. <laughs> he was a slide tackle pro. Yeah, he and was. Like how you said, the double. The double P signs will always be synonymous with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's he's a smart businessman. He's been making money. He has something to right. do with the broadcasting of the Spanish Super Cup. So he's eating, man. Yeah. He that's yeah. why you can let them have the bread. He's good. Yeah. And and to your point, Anthony and Marcus, y'all, you know, he he's probably gonna he's gonna be fine with the club. Like he's gonna have a if he wants a position, he could be anything he wants to be almost at that club. So he's gonna be fine. He's been loyal. He's been, you know, he's won things for him, obviously. He's, like you said, Dan, he's been part of probably one of the best number two backs that they've ever seen, at least. So, um, yeah, uh, he, he'll be perfectly fine. I, I You know, it, it's just shocking that when it happened, 
uh, especially this weekend is it. But uh, other than that, yeah, he's he'll be perfectly fine and in the future. For sure. Now, um, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to read you a quote from one club legend at a club in Paris talking to a young man at the club. And this is what he says. Zlatan Ibrahimovic told to Canal Plus, and I quote, Mbappe, as a person, I do not know him very well. As a player, he is fantastic. But when you lose discipline, you lose your identity. There is a reason why Zidane is Zidane. Mbappe wants to imitate him. That he starts to want progress, not to be satisfied. He made the right choice for Paris, not for himself, because he put himself in a situation where he is more important than the club, and the club gave him the keys for that. But you are never bigger than a club. But when a child becomes strong, he can easily earn money, end quote. How do y'all feel about that? It seems like Zlatan doesn't like the news about how Mbappe's moving trying to hold the club hostage to do what do everything I say or I want to leave. Do you guys back his statement? It it sounds like he's saying what I was saying for the past couple of weeks. Mbappe's tripping. He shouldn't have stayed. And he, he got what he signed the contract for. The yeah, guys start reading these contracts, man. And reading the whole, <laughs> reading the room. They got to start reading the situation. Everybody. But so Zlatan speaking to what I was saying. They he shouldn't have done it. He's tripping. Move on. He'll have some accountability and move on. That's all. Mark hey, Let's go back to it. I, I want to go ahead and uh, touch back on what you said on one of them statements. He said uh, when you was like, when a child becomes strong, they earn money. Said, so his parents are lawyers, agents, and he named out other roles. And what is Mbappe, people's? Yes, mom is his agent. So, like, I do agree with that. I <clears throat> he was saying like this generation that that is a problem, and you see that with Paul Pogba, you see that with Mbappe. Like, yeah, we love player player what, what having power, yeah, player empowerment, power empowerment. Yeah, we love that, but in a sense, you got to understand certain people can't be your family and business. They pretty much have to disconnect. I feel like. And I feel like also, like kind of like Zlatan said, you're never bigger than the club. And till recently, till he started the game in the uh, Champions League, till he started passing the ball, he thought he was bigger than the club. He thought this was Mbappe's team. This isn't PSG. You got to understand, bro. They'll get you up out of there. Yeah, they gave you a lot of bread, but they 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 could if they really wanted to, they could loan you away and then do a 50-50 split if they really want to be that cold. So it's like you got to humble yourself. I think that's his problem. He 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 a little bit too big for his britches, as the old folks say, and um, he just he just need to humble himself and like how you and like how Zatan said, if you want to be like Zidane, then you need to do what Zidane did. You know what I mean? Become more disciplined, make make better business decisions because he's locked with that deal. He pretty much is locked in. Yeah, until twenty twenty five. Yep. How about you? Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Oh, you good, man. I appreciate you bringing me in. But, like, I'm looking also at the club and, you know, like, I'm I'm with you guys, too. I'm always going to be for player empowerment. That's why, like, the NBA is probably my, you know, 1A, 1B, whatever you want to call it for best best uh, sport to watch, you know, uh, basketball. So, um, at the same time, though, like how much does the club, you know, bear responsibility by, by letting him be, you know, the one that makes the calls like this? Like, like, you know, we're looking at this like I'm looking at the NBA right now and they're having an issue with like Kyrie Irving, like the Nets have an issue with Kyrie Irving and and, and you know, Kevin Durant sometimes about how they their leadership uh, style with the club and, and and whether or not they have too much power and they and trying to reel them back in. And so, it's, so I'm looking at the, you know, soccer, you know, world soccer the same way. Like how much power you want to give a player? I mean, I look at Eric Ten Hag not too long ago and as much crap as Manchester United have, have put themselves through and as, as low-hanging fruit as they are, they backed the manager when a club legend, world legend, if, if you will, 
um, you know, walked out on the club during a game. We, we could argue about why he did it and how disrespectful it might have been to bring him on in two minutes left in the game. All that we could, we could argue that all day long. At the same time, look at what happened there. As dysfunctional as Manchester United has been, they backed the manager, and we know who's in charge now. Looking at uh, um, um, PSG, it seems like, are you backing managers or backing players? And we, I think it's clear where, where PSG goes with uh, who they back over recent history. So, so yeah, I think it's the club as well that bears a lot of responsibility because of, of, of look at their recent track history of, of hiring and firing managers. You know, you could win the league. If you don't win the Champions League, you're gone. So it doesn't even matter. So anyway, that's how I look at it. Yeah, I hear you. And I think those situations, it is a good comparison, but it's different too, because if Cristiano was informed, he would be able to get away with more. But because he's not playing well this year, of course the team is going to back him. Mbappe just became, uh, he broke Messi's record of being the youngest person to reach 40 goals in the Champions League. <laughs> it's crazy. That's that's why he gets to be empowered. He's You can argue the best player in the world. So when you're the best player in the world, you can do what you want, more likely than not. LeBron James is the beginning of this player empowerment, if you will. Yeah, if you guys right. ever saw The Last Dance, Michael Jordan was trying to tell the uh, owner – Reinsdorf, Jerry Reinsdorf, and the general manager, Jerry Krause, what to do, but they didn't listen to him, and he's Michael Jordan. The same thing with LeBron. When he went to Miami, he tried to give them certain suggestions. Pat Riley, Mick Harrison, they're like, nah, but not everybody has that, and especially now when players have the ability to move and create trades and different things, it's like you're stuck, and that's what's happened. Like We see with Mbappe. You can tell they said the French president Macron called him. What ego? What do you think that does to someone's ego when the president of your country is begging an athlete to stay because he's, oh, he's great at the sport? He's That's geek. what happens. This yeah. we never heard about. No, what the only thing that I could compare to that is like the Brazilian government blocking Pele from playing in Europe because he was too valuable to their economy. And ironically, the only teenagers to score in the World Cup final is Pele and Mbappe. You don't think he knows that? So if, if I'm getting, if I'm doing things like this, even like him saying that, oh, I don't want to advertise fast food and different things because it's against my morals. And the France FA saying, okay, just because of him, it's like, hey, he does have all the power. So it's not like he's been getting it for himself. People are giving it to him because of how gifted he is. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's not. I don't blame him because I feel like a lot of athletes, if they had the ability to dictate their career mm -hmm. like this, they would do it. Or anybody in your career, if you were if you were empowered by your employer to have control over your company because of how gifted you are, anybody would do it. So I'm not knocking them for that. Yeah, and that's kind of where my approach was. I'm like, I'm 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 looking at the club and looking at the powers that be more so than him, because look at how old is he again? I mean, he's he's is he he's not even 25 yet, is he? Nah, he turns I think 24 this year. Right. In this right. next month, he's been a he's been a phenom since since he was at Monaco. I mean, yeah, so like 16, 17. Uh, right. So when you hear that all your life, like he's like and like. Marcus pointed out about the article, you know, he, you know, his parents um, being his representatives and, and, you know, being his, you know, telling him this, that, and the other and all the clubs and, and getting all the accolades. Of course, when you give him that much power as a youngster, he's going to use it, right? Sometimes it abuse it, I, I'm, but he's going to use the power given to him. So yeah, I'm with you, Dan. I, I, I look at more like the, 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 how the system has been laid out before him versus just like him, looking to exploit like he, yeah, he's looking to exploit it in a way but that's because they gave it to him that way yeah and that's why i feel like hey if he went to real madrid he wouldn't have gotten that power over there maybe that no, would thank you out. no he wouldn't have gotten that power. <laughs> because you already know florentino perez isn't rocking like that he's he's the main man 
Yeah, he won <laughs> Champions League before he won Champions Leagues before Kylian Mbappe was literally alive. He's yeah. not listening to that little kid. Right. He's the HNIC. So exactly. So that's why, yeah, that could have helped. But then it goes into I think the reason why he didn't go to Real Madrid is because he saw hey, they just won the Champions League without me. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. be looking like I'm a bandwagon boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think if they didn't win, he probably would have went. But because and then you already know Benzema's getting the Ballon d'Or. Who? What national team? Who's the main man of the France national team? Is it Benzema? <laughs> Is it Mbappe? I don't know. All of that probably <laughs> plays into account. So it's tough. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the World Cup. I didn't think they were going to win anyways because if you look in World Cup history, the reigning winner doesn't even go. Uh, the reigning champion doesn't even go out the group stage. If you look at 02, France fell out the group stage. Uh, 06, Brazil falls out the group stage. 2010, Italy falls out the group stage. 2014, Spain gets smoked out the group stage. 2018, Germany gets smoked out the group stage. So that's what we've been seeing. And now you got all these players hurt and then the chemistry issues look geek. Yeah, they ain't going to win, but we'll see. But, man, uh, this weekend, I don't know if you guys are ready for this. We got a London Derby. Arsenal first in the Premier League still because, you know, we had a pancake schedule. Start the season, we going to Chelsea. Marcus, do you have any uh, optimism for me? Because I think we're going to get mixed. I don't know. I I think y'all are going to win, actually. That, that that might be me jinxing y'all, but I, I really do. Think about it. They got mad injuries. And you got Martinelli, mm. you got Odegaard versus those older, old school guys out there. We got uh, Silva in the middle of two youngsters that ain't even Cucurella probably. Come on, bro. They should get mixed. I mean, yeah, but, but you know who's going to be hungry for goals? Uh, but my blood, Claudian, he's gonna go for a hat trick. He wants blood. That's and, what it and was. I need Saliba. I need Saliba to be Van Dyke this week. The old Van Dyke, pre 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 ACL. Okay. <laughs> What's your prediction <laughs> for the match? Mm, I go two one because they don't really score goals. I, but what's what's funny? I think they'll score the first goal, and then y'all might go. You know, just two piece them on out of there. Yeah, I dig that. Uh, Arteta even... got Arteta got a lot of smoke. I was about to say before I end, uh, oh, Arteta yeah, out here getting I'm offers ready. from other. He out here getting offers from Barca, so hopefully his mind is focused on the gig, man. Don't <laughs> let me down. Ephraim, how are you feeling about this match? I know you want to draw so United can get higher up the table. Yeah, at the same time. It doesn't really matter result from either one of you guys. So, I mean, I, I don't want them to win because they could overtake us depending on what our results are over the weekend. But, um, yeah, look, as much as I want a, a draw, uh, you know, I can see you guys winning 3-1 easy. I, I, I like the way you guys are moving. And I think I've been talking to you about this for like the last year and some change about like I had more faith in Arteta, I think, than you did last year. So, um yeah. But no, seriously though, I like the way you guys are moving. I love, I love how you guys are playing. Uh, as much as uh, as I shouldn't say this as a United fan, I get it. I shouldn't be like I'm favorable to uh, Arsenal, but yeah, I, I'll say it again. You guys are just moving too well for me right now. I think, I think y'all had a hiccup when y'all lost against us, but y'all been pretty smooth the rest of the season. So it'll be great when y'all play City to see that real big test of how y'all really are. But uh, I, th- I like y'all. I like your movement right now. Yeah, Anthony, how do you feel about this derby, man? Hey, he said it. I'm hoping y'all fall off. Y'all moving too well. But if Potter, for some reason, wants to put Sterling at left wing back again, I can count it as a win for Arsenal. I would love to see Chelsea 2-1. Uh, a 1-1 draw, ideally, that's probably not going to happen. You guys will slide them 2-0. So I'm going to go with 2-0 Arsenal. 
Raheem, the dream, played in the front two in the Champions League yesterday and scored. So when you play him, he's going to score. When you put him at wing back, it's going to be lost. And I think them seeing this formation, like, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to predict the Arsenal win because I have to. I'm not going to say Chelsea's going to beat us. But going into this match, I'm not too confident. The attack flow has died. Uh, I didn't watch the Europa League because that's beneath me. But looking at the lineups, I don't know why he keeps playing Eddie and Ketia on the wing and Gabriel Jesus as a striker. Like, Gabriel Jesus is not in form scoring-wise, so why not give him a rest before a big derby? I don't know. Uh, Tyranny scored the only goal of the game. It looked cool. Shout out Roberto Carlos. It looked like he was getting that vibe on that goal. But um, looking at the flow, I will say Arsenal win because I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm not confident going into this game because the attacking movement hasn't looked as good recently. But luckily, they did rest uh, the midfield duo of Partey and Shaka, it looks like. Partey came on for a few minutes, but that's very important because, uh, like Marcus said, we should body that midfield that they have. Their back line is also shaky. They played with a back four because they know that back five is geeked up. So maybe we can take advantage, but then, like I said, our striker isn't firing. Saka, luckily, the injury that he had on the weekend doesn't look too serious, so I'll say 1-0 to the Arsenal, but uh, I'm not confident. And the game is at, on what, Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern? The early, the early game. Yeah, so that should be fun. But um, how about y'all? What are your teams doing this weekend? Uh, Marcus, how are you feeling? What are y'all getting into before this World Cup, before this World Cup break starts? It's time. Jurgen, I need the second sermon. We got to get Conte out the way. We already know they coming to park the bus and they looking to attack on the on the on the counter. Get that win. I think we should honestly it's going to sound wild. But I think it what is this? 3 games left. We get 2 out of 3. I'm cool with that. Yeah, okay. But I need them. I need them three this weekend, bro. I need them badly. They got us. They drew. We had to draw them. Draw with them last time. Ain't got time for that. I'm not going. I'm not going through those emotions in the morning just for a draw. Understand that. <laughs> I remember that last time you faced them. I watched that match with Claytis at his crib. Shout out to Luis Diaz for that nice goal. Y'all saw me stressing in that chat that, that weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's another big match. If you guys aren't aware out there, Tottenham, Liverpool. Uh, Ephraim, what are your thoughts on that matchup? I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Liverpool, excuse me, I meant to say Tottenham. Tottenham, to me, playing certain teams, they just don't seem like they, they show up. I have a same feeling for this one as well. I think even though it's in Tottenham's, uh, Tottenham, Hotspur Stadium, I think you guys are going to pull it out. I say 2-1 for Liverpool. All right. uh, Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, I think Liverpool is going to play Tottenham with the same intensity they played us. Uh, You know, they they know how to rise to the occasion when when it's a big club. But God forbid it's a Nottingham Forest or something. Um, (laughs) Relax, man. Yeah. And they play. They we play like helping people. The Cup. Sorry, we let we like letting people keep their jobs. Jesse Mars, <laughs> you know. Nah, man, didn't y'all get uh old boy fired early this season? The dude from Bournemouth. Hey, man, we did get Marsh fired, but you know, what I mean, we tried to return the favor last weekend. That that that's what that was, you know. Yeah, nah, man. Well. I got y'all winning against Tottenham 2-0 or 2-1 actually cuz they'll I got I got Kane getting some or or their guy that they call their best player now Kulisevsky. Uh he may get one still <laughs> one away from y'all. But Liverpool definitely getting 3 points. I'll I'll stand on that. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I've been seeing Tottenham get miracle goals, game winners, equalizers. Last week they were down 2-0. I knew they were going to win. I just felt like they were, and then they did get a winner in the 90th. This game, I believe it is at, isn't it at Tottenham? I believe. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, uh. I don't need Dan Dunstradamus. <laughs> I've been hitting recently. I'm going to say, I'm going to sell a 2 2 draw. I'm going to look straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bonanza. Putting that bad juju on it. <laughs> now, City. They face Fulham in a nice, easy match, so we think, on Saturday. Uh, But, Anthony, you've been seeing Pep trying to rotate the team, give players more rest. Uh, Do you think you guys will be ready to go this weekend against Fulham? Yeah, man. uh, They're seventh in in the league right now, sitting at a zero goal differential. Um. I think with whatever squad we put in there, A squad, B squad, De Bruyne in, De Bruyne out, I believe we can get a plus three goal. We can three nil win, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a clean sheet. Yeah, I can see that too. All right, I'll just go ahead and jump in. Um, I was about to point out the same thing you just pointed out, uh, Anthony, because uh, I was also going to point out that they they have scored more goals than the two teams in front of them, uh, Chelsea and Manchester United. They have 22 goals on the season and have gotten scored on 22 times. So, um, but yeah, I can see I can see you guys, Anthony, pulling this one out really easy though. Uh, may, they might get one goal, but three one four one something like that is where I'm going with this one. Yeah, I think it'll be a maybe like a three one. I agree with you. Should be a quick, easy match, but. From what we've been seeing is uh, if De Bruyne ain't there, nothing's cooking. So we know he's going to be there. So I think, yeah, they'll get three. They'll get three. Dang, he's going to start for sure. He has to. That's the only way you guys can create chances. You see it. Yeah, I know. That's, that's scary. That's that. By many, that's a testament to his class. But other people got to step up, man. Mares was that guy last season, man. We could count on him. Now we we don't got that other designer, explosive player. Somebody to make something. He up in the club, bro. Hey man, I don't know, man. Maybe personal. I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna leave him alone now, man. He's also up in age too. He just turned thirty one, <laughs> about to turn thirty two in a couple months. He's relaxed, man. Hey man, I I'll chime in with my little take on City. Um, I, I expect this to be a quick smoking. Me to have that on my third screen at the bottom of my PC. <laughs> and um I check it from time to time and see who scores. That's a, that's about it. Um I'm going with 3-1. Hey, guess what the difference is? Uh you said Mares last year, Anthony. You know who led the Premier League and this is Premier League goalie. Kevin De Bruyne was the leading assist man with 8 and guess who he was tied with? With also 8. Gabriel oh. Jesus. A high high man, you're working. <laughs> so that could be a reason too that yeah, your yeah. is kind of because your striker isn't creating as much that maybe, but and also Cancelo had seven assists, and uh Phil Foden, Raheem the Dream, and Mares were tied with five assists. So yeah, you lost Raheem the Dream, you lost Gabriel Jesus. Other guys gotta step up and create too. So We'll yeah, see. I do like where Graylish is going. He he's a uh, his possession style of play is very helpful. I don't know about him actually racking up on assists, but he's he's coming into his role in the team and activating. So hopefully, it speeds up. Yeah, and uh, United, you guys play, I believe, Ashton Villa this weekend. Yeah, that's that. You know they're sitting 16th um still not gonna be an easy one i mean we are playing away 
at Villa Park. So, I mean, it's not going to be easy just to go in there and just think we can win. I would love to say we're going to go in there, you know, 3-0, you know, go up and down the pitch, holding the home possession all game. But, uh, you know, given our last couple games, uh, they've been, you know, kind of heart attack e kind of games. You know, like Real Sociedad today, all they needed was a draw just to concede one goal. But they went for it for the league. So they made it tough for us. West Ham made it tough at the, in the second half last week. I mean, over the weekend. Um, so I, I can see Aston Villa coming in and giving it their all. Uh, given the position they're in, especially in playing at home as well. So I can see a 1-0 one nil win, 2-1 win, something tight, something, you know, uh, hard, hard attacks. I dig that. I dig that. Now let's uh, transition from real life soccer to digital soccer. Uh, if you guys aren't aware out there, the beta for Football Manager 2023 has been out for a couple weeks. The game officially comes out on November 8th, which is a Tuesday. I've been playing the beta, and I've been having fun, man. Uh, I don't know. Have y'all – I know, Marcus, you play Football Manager. Ephraim, you play Football Manager before. Have you guys gotten the chance to, like, look at the beta, see what people are doing online? You, Not yet. You, go ahead, Marcus. You go ahead. I was about to say you already know how I get down. Sometimes I, I I'm I got the legal one on the way until the official <laughs> drops, just so I can't I can't be that far behind because I seen this already two million plus games played on the on the beta. Yeah. Okay. So I got I've been like you said we've been we've been going back and forth in the chat putting people putting each other on. Trying to figure out these wonder kids and um yeah i've been checking out man uh what is i think his name is rdf uh that brother like you said oh, they have man. a football uh i think it's yeah they have a football manager uh podcast and it's uh the videos on youtube and some of the some of the aspects of the game that he's been talking about i checked out about the um talking about the low block talking about um stopping the crosses different in different ways they're being able to implement those also he i i did realize something i thought about last year but i didn't use with my Atlanta united say was switching those tactics around around that december period you know some of us get those tactics online and just keep them set for the whole season it looks like this year you gotta you gotta be able to have more more than one formation out there yeah it's true because um I currently have a save with uh, Atletico Madrid. I started the save just managing the Ghana national team. We won the World Cup on accident. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a good coach. The tactics were crazy. Kudus had the golden ball, five goals, two assists in the tournament. Then I won AFCON. I got the Atletico job, and you're right, Marcus. When I was uh, I got the job February, we win the Champions League. So my first full season, now it's February 24, and we're in a race to try to get the league title, and my players are breaking down because I play an uh, intense ginger pressing style where it's high octane, and the players are breaking down now. So I've been altering it to try to make it more possession-based, but you're right, uh, the match engine has changed. It's more dynamic, like with 50-50 chances and how – it can get hectic in midfield, so that's cool to see. Um, before this beta, the last football manager I bought was 2019, so it's been a few years in between. So there are a lot of changes that I like, but it kind of stinks that they didn't really improve much of the national team, especially since it's a World Cup year happening a couple weeks before the game comes out. I wish they would have improved the national team stuff. I also wish they could have improved some of the set piece mechanics, but the game is fun so far. You know, finding wonder kids, um, trying to build your squad right with your coaching staff, all that. Like, hey, man, I got who your number one target. Who your number one target so far? Man, I've been sign I've been trying to sign Endrick, but he keeps faking on me. He keeps faking. That's who I've been wanting because he's let the, the folks know who let. 
let the folks know about about the brother because you I, you also got an article um coming out about that topic about that brother so so go yeah. let let the folks know a little about yeah I wrote an article it's gonna be on world well it is out now it's on Endrick being the highest rated a uh, wonder kid in the game so it gives you a little backdrop he's a 16 year old striker that plays for Palermas in Brazil. They just won Serie A, their top league in Brazil, a couple of days ago. He is a dynamic forward. He can play on the wing, can play up top. He's left-footed. He's quick. Hey, man, they saying that he's the next star striker of Brazil. He plays similar. You know, this is, he's young. He's young. But he's similar. The way he moves, it kind of reminds me of like a young Robinho mixed with like a type of Kun Aguero movement because the short striker that just knows how to get in the right spaces they get a goal like his first goal of his career was a header and then I showed Anthony this goal earlier where it was a traditional striker goal where he timed his run cross slide boom so his positioning and awareness at his young age is impressive so I hope he continues the ball looks like Real Madrid is going to get him because you know what they do. They get Brazilian wonder kids. Shout out Rodrigo and Vinicius. So it looks like he's next up, but I'm having fun with the game, man. It's enjoyable. And uh, Ephraim, what do you think? Are, are you getting 23 this year? Nah, I haven't uh, haven't played this iteration of it, though. I think the last one I played was, you put me on to it. Was it 22 or 21? But um. But I haven't played football manager in a minute, so um, but I'm willing to check it out when it comes out for the, the uh console because <laughs> my PC play is not uh it's not that good right now. So hey man, I I don't blame you, man. I'm trapping off the MacBook Air, man. And it, the fan goes crazy when you load up a lot of leagues. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I have a I whole... my big question. Go ahead, Mark. My phone, Mark. I have a whole 3090, bro. Um, and that shit, if you put in too many, it should still move slow. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Uh, Anthony, do you think you'll try out football manager this year on the PS5 or on, on the on the con or on the laptop? If I get it, man, I'll get it on the laptop so I can I can write and strategize the team since it's more tactic based. Um, because if I'm sitting at the PS5, man, I'll probably be locked there forever, man. Yeah, I dig that. Hey, I guess my question though, Dan, real quick yeah. on that though, and it may change how I get this game is if they have if they'll let you like mod, you know, you know, you can mods in to change up the, you know, get the official teams and licenses and crests and all that. Yeah, I know. PC, you can do that on the uh, on the console, so you must be stuck with the generic versions of the teams and everything. Then yeah, you might as well just go on the computer, bro. Cause that's what those yeah, get might all about the mods, man. Yeah, no doubt. Cause yeah, when the season gets later on, it gets kind of lit. Like it's a guy that had the um, the whole um, what is it? South the African different leagues. They added those. Yeah. Um, some of guys add like uh different like little um mods where it's like the official rules for the uh, MLS because some of the rules in the game aren't like always on point got it um yeah so yeah but as dan said you get this game you need to get that what is it the editor yeah the end game editor hey, man <laughs> it's the dark side <laughs> but i heard about that yeah like what that's the thing like you can use it to do whatever you want you can edit anything so you know you can do your thing if you want to play it the Regular way, you can even when you start a save, they have an option where you can pro uh, prohibit the end game editor if you want to play it clean. But hey, man, do your thing, man. Have fun. I like the end game editor because you can like see different things. Like I just like having different challenges too. Like making myself like my first save is gonna be with Hamburg, so you know maybe I might use the end game editor to, to give myself more bread for transfers. You know. Mm, okay. <laughs> but hey, man, we coming up on oh yeah, the end of the season for the MLS. Marcus, you gotta bless us, man. We got a final coming up 
Sounds a little controversial, though, because brothers might have to walk miles to this match. Can you educate us, Marcus, on what's going on? Welcome, welcome. We we back, we back. It's the MLS minute, but we gotta go ahead and talk about it. Then it's a sad note. We got two weeks left this week and next week. It's the final, so MLS minute is coming to an end for this season. But first off, we do got an MLS Cup. Before we get to how we got there, uh, let's go ahead and touch on that topic. The big topic this uh MLS. Cup, aka uh the union, the MLS World Cup, that typo. Um, we don't have any parking. And the issue that has presented itself is since LAFC is the higher seed, they get to host the MLS Cup, and they are neighbors to USC, one of the bigger teams that brings out 60,000 plus fans in the parking lot that they use for the uh, MLS Cup will be needed. So, uh, yeah, everybody will be having to, to hike that, take that hike. Um, But go ahead, let's go back into it. Let's go back into it. How we get to this MLS Cup? We have Philadelphia getting doggone New York FC out the way. First off, let me go ahead and say I got one of my picks wrong, so I'm one, uh, one and two. Uh, I picked New York FC. I thought that championship pedigree was going to carry them, but it did not. They got the early goal after Philadelphia had thought they had a first goal with the outside chance. Um, There is actually a USA hopeful on New York FC, Sean Johnson, uh, a black goalkeeper. Let's keep our eye out on that if Matt Turner isn't going to present himself. Do y'all call World him Cup. Sean John? Yes. yes I'm sorry. Do. I'm sorry. That's a bad dad joke. They, they actually do, though. Um, <laughs> I knew it, and that was on the uh the east side. So on the west side, we had LAFC, and they went against Austin. Austin played that game pretty geek. Their their manager pulled a pep. Uh, in the big game, you switch your tactics. Yeah, you playing players that didn't play, that didn't start the whole season. You should understand what happens. They got smoked three zero. Um, my MLS goal of the week for this week will be. Mr. Vela, he finally has awakened in the playoffs. He's finally trying to achieve something in America. He's finally full in. Let's see if they can get that, that cup. So as we stand, we have LAFC versus Philly. This is actually the first time, I think they said in a decade, that the number one seeds on both sides have made it to the MLS Cup. Uh, Also, before we leave, we got one juicy story. There may be a legend on the way soon in 2023. Mr. Messi is in talks. They saying that your boy David, he flying him out. He talking to the MLS president and they really in. They supposed to be getting the deal going in 2023. So that may be big, big news for the MLS coming up. And hey, man, y'all make sure you check out this MLS Cup. It's November 5th, 4 p.m. And we're going to be back next week for our last one. We're going to give our MLS team of the year. We'll give our MLS goal of the year. And uh, yeah, that's how we that's how we going to get up out of here. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, can we get a little preview? Is Ricky Puig on the team of the year? <laughs> He didn't play enough to match. The, 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 he didn't meet the minimum. Oh, oh man. Fucking <laughs> uh, Barcelona. Uh, finesse doctors, man. They champagne goal of the week. I might as well start it because I'm going where you just said. He from freaking Barcelona. 94th minute. Rafinha crossing blanks all game. Finally gets a moment to cross. And Robert Lewandowski what Thomas Muller called him, came, made a spectacular run, wound up his right foot to get some power. Boom, game winner. That's my champagne goal of the week. 
if they didn't have Robert Lewandowski, those brothers might be in the relegation zone for real. It's crazy. Uh, Anthony, do you have a champagne goal of the week, my friend? <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm gonna go with the KDB to the Alvarez goal in the Champions League, um, against Seville. Uh, Sevilla, I mean, uh, beautiful cross. I always gotta, well, if you got KDB on the team, gotta add the pass for the goal, and then Alvarez's touch. After the pass, nice soft dribble, boop, pass the goalie, little stutter, another touch, boop, right top left corner of the goal, man, beautiful. Something I've seen, no offense, Zeus or Sterling, touch way too many times with a, a heavy foot, and ball go out of bounds. So it was nice seeing Alvarez get a, get a goal like that. All right, Marcus, champagne goal of the week. It's the bubble You already know we shaking that bottle up. And I'm going to give my champagne goal of the week to that boy, that boy, Mr. Jude Billingham versus Frankfurt. That yeah. that that reminded me similar to that throwback Jack Wilshire Arsenal goal. Yeah. That, that switch <laughs> play, that then Mokoku hit him with that through ball. Then we get you hit the first defender like whoop, and then we get that goal. I'm gonna call that that kick in the dough because that was that second goal and that actually gave them the dub. Jew, you my champagne goal of the week, dog. Ephraim, you got a champagne goal of the week? Yeah, mine's not really spectacular. I I, I like this setup for it. Uh, it was uh, the IX game against Rangers. Um, Stephen Berghouse. Berghoy, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Bergwine. 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 So but he was set up by your boy, Mr. Kudus. Yeah. A really nice counter. It looked like a counterattack. Uh he set him up real nice with a uh a like kind of a drop pass, kind of a turnaround drop pass. He dropped it off to him and then Berghouse, Bergwine. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, that, that was I thought that was a uh a real nice setup for a goal though. I, that was really nice. Right, I dig that. Now, for my in the club all-stars this week, I got a couple clubs in there doing their thing. I got Benfica for winning their group over PSG and Juventus. I got Porto for winning their group over Club Bruges, Leverkusen, and Atletico. Shout out the Portuguese clubs. They were balling in the Champions League. And the last one I got to say that gets my triple salute are those boys. <laughs> those boys that did the dance. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Mark Goldbridge, you've been playing FIFA. I saw you were playing Arsenal. You called them One Direction. Yeah. They did that money. Man, dude, so you, digital <laughs> Arsenal is in the club of Mark Goldbridge, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marcus, who's in the club with you, man, this weekend? Hey, man, we're going to give it to my uh, Japanese family, Daisuke Kamada. Uh, and I uh, I want to give him respect. Even though you got that gold, brother, you didn't beat Dortmund. But uh, it was a sick goal, though, so you can get in the club and you can buy all the bottles on you. <laughs> Nice, nice. Anthony, I know you in the club this weekend. Who are you passing the bottle to, man? Man, ironically, I'm passing one to PK. You know, congratulations on a legendary career. That's about it. Well, that's well said. Uh, what a gentleman. Ephraim, how about you, my friend? What's up with the, what's up with the club, man? Are you going with Ashford? He scored his 100th United goal. I mean, he can be up there. I'm going to give it to the whole team. I'm going to just stay stay selfish and keep it to the whole team for looking like they're finding ways to win, even though they're not pretty. So I'm going to go with you being in the club right now. I dig that. Hey, I got one more. I got one more guy. Go Uh, ahead. Well, we we got homie on on Napoli, our Georgian homie. Oh, Caradona. 
That's what they call him. Vicha Kavara. AKA Caradona. They saying he's the Georgian Maradona. Hey, if y'all look at the clip, my boy was the only one that didn't step on the crest when they went out there to play. Yeah. Hint, hint. 50 million release calls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marcus, if you get money, eat from Anthony. If you guys get money. And you need a winger? Get that guy in football manager. He's dangerous. Mm, okay. I've seen people like try to utilize tactics to get the best out of him, and it's crazy. And Ochiman is also a cheat code too. And also Arda Guler, a young kid at the Fenerbahce under 19s. This guy cannot run for nothing, but he's he's technically and mentally. Amazing, man. Hey, man, that's just some one that kids to watch out for. But next week, we'll give the... Hey, before we you. get out... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say, before we get out, to add to that, we're going to have that, that full review. And we also going to have a review on that World Cup download for FIFA. It dropping this weekend. Oh, yes, yeah. Sir. I saw that. Okay. That's a bet. A good, good shout. And we're going to come back with Road to the World Cup as we get closer next week, man. So stick with us. The world's game switching over to the international tournament, the biggest tournament in all of sports, the World Cup. And we're going to be here to guide y'all through that journey. Champagne soccer, we out. Stay blessed. Keep them pinkies up.